I had a discussion and uh, recognition of Dave Weber going into the Omaha Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, Jim writes in on Twitter, I still have a kernel of corn from Webb's famous ear that he gave me when he helped my brother and me get to the field level at the 96 Fiesta Bowl. We're talking about the corn ear, right? I'm not talking about a piece no, no. of... This isn't the Evander Holyfield. Actually, yeah. Nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is wholesome content. What do you think that chunk of ear is going hey. for these days? Hey, the uh, of of all the bowl games that I've been to, the security at the that bowl game in in Tempe mm-hmm. was the was the hardest. Oh, they're gonna say okay. it's most lax. That's what so, I was wondering. So they they gave out too many media credentials. Yeah. Now I was on the crew then, so we were in the booth. Um, but if you did not have a credential to get into the press box. Because we tried to have some guests come in, they would not allow you at all. Oh, really? Yeah. So you had a and the and the auxiliary media was in the last row of the upper deck, mm-hmm. and you couldn't you could not leave that area. But their security, like I remember going down post game, um, and it was it was tight, like they were not letting people anywhere near the locker rooms or the field. And and now it's it's changed. I mean, you can get anywhere, but that's uh, look at the webs trying to help people get down on the field. Yeah. Just open up the gate. G-Fed comes down along with Jim. <laughs> like, hey, I just want to put a foot on the field. Yeah, who was the 95 uh, version of G-Fed? Was it uh, Webs? I don't know. You know, on the on the, uh, on the the pregame show, we interviewed uh, Boomer Esiason and Bill Cosby. I'm in the middle <laughs> of the field interviewing Bill Cosby. Who would have known? <laughs> yeah, if, if only you'd known at that moment. Yeah. That's that's quite the... Uh... That's quite the gas lineup right there, too. There was a uh, there was a guy uh, that was on the sidelines when uh, we were interviewing Bill Cosby right in the middle of the field during the pregame show. And the guy goes, dynamite! <laughs> dynamite! And Bill Cosby went, wrong person. <laughs> um, all right, Ed writes into the Equitable Bank inbox. Our discussion earlier about Nebraska's scheduling moving forward. So, so Matt Rule would like to schedule for Nebraska. And I've always thought that the ideal... Non-conference schedule is something Nebraska has been following for years and years and years. You play one, you better go buy a program game. Yep. Uh, it has not been as lopsided as it's been in the past, but there's always that Pacific type yeah. team. Then you play a paper tiger that looks good on paper, but eh. It used to be when Nebraska wasn't in the Big Ten, a team like Illinois. Yes. Illinois was very yeah. appealing, but they were never going to really challenge you. Michigan State. And, and but it looked good. And then you would play one difficult non-conference game, home or away, that would get people excited. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been the formula that Nebraska has followed for years and years and years. And I think it works, and I think it's very fan-friendly. And then you jump into the conference. But now with nine conference games and the way the conference is set up, it's you know you don't have many off games, uh, so to speak. So Matt Rule would like to look at future schedules for Nebraska. And as I said to Sam, the next couple of years are what the ideal Nebraska schedule should be. UTEP, Colorado, Northern Iowa. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get your program game, you get your paper tiger, and you get your, your essentially your marquee game. Next year is Cincinnati and Indianapolis, then Akron, and then Houston Christian. Then Ohio, Tennessee, North Dakota. Yep. I hope the Tennessee series stays on. Because that, that continues to get pushback. Mm-hmm. So unless they go to 10 conference games, I think that's the formula. But I get the feeling that that's not the formula the head football coach wants to have. That we're going to see less Colorados and more UTEP-ish Northern Iowa teams. So the emailer says, as much as we pay for tickets, and I'm one of the Southies, Uh-oh. which they still haven't let people know what's going to happen in the South Stadium, I don't believe. You think they completely know? Uh, 
Well, they probably don't on how they're going to yeah. take care of them for the couple of years that they're going to be out before they come back in, and they're going to be the envy of the rest of the stadium. You know, one fallout I've heard from what they announced about redoing the stadium, there are a lot of people in the North that are not happy because they're not doing anything to the North. Mm-hmm. And they're like, whoa, we, we don't have all rainbows and butterflies over <laughs> here. Uh, you better do something for us. I, I mean, I know he's a guest on this show. He has season tickets in the North. And he's like, I'm not renewing. They're not going to take care of us in the North. I'm not going to renew. So the emailer says, I am one of those Southies and wondering what's going to happen in the future. I am glad to step aside or be relocated, but then I want my seats back. But I also want to pay for marquee games. I have a hard time, on top of what I pay for my seats, paying for FCS games. No offense to the North Dakotas, North Dakota State, South Dakota States, or Northern Iowa's but I do not want to pay to watch them play. Those are usually the games that people give up their tickets, and so you have empty seats. Yeah. Please don't put more of those on the schedule. And it, th- that's with, actually fair. I'm with you, Southie. That's very fair. I, so I brought this up earlier that I think a lot of this is going to be a little bit more predicated on what the conference wants to do as a whole. But I do think there's a perfect example of why you can't, I don't think, in my opinion, you can force schools based on, like Tony Petiti or Greg Sankey can't force schools to say, hey guys, you need to schedule group of fives or FCS and non-conference because we are really going to put sort of the premium on our conference games. We feel that product is good enough and that's where we're going to really put the heavy emphasis. So let's not reach out to, let's not schedule non-conference power fives. I, you, I, there's just no way you can do that and I think that's another reason why. You have stadium projects that are going on for a university's athletic department that relies on those season ticket holders to come back. You're already making it a big inconvenience for them. But as we know, I can't speak on other fan bases' behalf, but at least on this fan base's behalf, I could say I think Nebraska fans, when it comes to an inconvenience, will put up with it as long as they know they're coming back to not only something better, but also a product, which also, yeah. this 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 is on the team too, on the Nebraska football product, but the products that are going to be coming in every Saturday. So that's why I said, I posed the question, if you are a fan, and trust me, hey, I have tickets. They're not getting any cheaper. Yep. And you wonder, when am I going to get a return on my investment on the product on the field? Mm-hmm. I can't hang on forever. I just don't want to be throwing money away. Love the experience. People get to benefit. They get to go and experience a game day at Memorial Stadium. But, man, I want to start paying for some good football. Is Would you rather have 10 conference games, so you have five on the road, five at home, than in Northern Iowa? Like this year, Nebraska doesn't play Northwestern. I don't know how much we're going to pay attention to Northwestern around here. I just I just don't. They're no. not on the schedule. So, well, you really care about Northwestern? No, you won't. If they're which not on the schedule. Of, which is kind of weird. Like, you know, the Old West yeah. division of opponents, which you, you always dove into and you knew their roster and you knew what, yeah. how they played and you watched them on TV. We get our weekly ta- not, now, chat with Louis Vicar. Yeah, now that they're not on the schedule. <laughs> are, are, honestly, on sixteen twenty of the zone, are we going to care about Northwestern football this year? They're not playing Nebraska. No. So you're going to be like, eh, you know what? They tore down their stadium. They're playing at Lambeau Field. Maybe I'll care when they take on Wisconsin there which they are going to do. Mm-hmm. They're going to play Lambeau Field against uh, Wisconsin because they don't have a, a home. But I would, yes. I I would take 10 conference games, and that 10th game might be difficult as a fan than paying for a Northern Iowa game. Yeah. The, 
the SEC is going to go to nine. It's when are they going to do it? Will it not be until 26? So mm-hmm. you would have nine and nine in the big two, which may alleviate some things, but I don't know that either one are going to play each other. And, and, and Nebraska does have a couple of SEC opponents on the schedule from Tennessee to Oklahoma down the road. See, that would be my guess is that they don't play each other. That at the very least, you're not going to see. So I, from the Tennessee thing, unfortunately, I think that that goes away. I don't think that that'll be something that you'll see going forward with the SEC and the Big Ten. Now, the the Big 12 is fascinating because it's a huge conference. And there, there's, I mean, there's a lot to pick from that I, I, I feel like that is the perfect conference to schedule with if you want to still go with the Power Four. It's a great schedule uh, partner right there. But more than anything, if it came down to, and and I think as we continue to see more teams go in and conference expansion continue, which I'm sure it will, that you get into a situation where you almost have to have 10 games. If you again, if you're thinking about the the entire picture of what your fans get when it comes to purchasing tickets, like this is something that I, I I'm curious, kind of where Trev is on this, because I understand what Matt Rule Matt Rule is looking at through the lens of their conference, how challenging it is, and they want to give themselves a little bit of a break when it comes to scheduling. Which again, I think this day and age, compared to even ten years ago or even three years ago, is more understandable given the climate of what these conferences look like now. But when it's an athletic director that you want to be able to support such a a position by your head coach, you've got to step back from just the football part of it and the the loyalty to your head coach and say, okay, but is this best for the athletic department? Are we able to still get the same type of involvement with our fans, season tickets and what have you, if we go to a model of nine games, FCS, and group of fives? No, I don't want an FCS team. Uh, and who knows what the FCS is going to look like? Hell, the F- FCS may fall apart. Yeah. The FCS may be absorbed, and Group of Five and FCS look exactly the same. Keep me with my marquee game. Everybody else around college. Now, Michigan, we, we all know what they've done mm-hmm. the last two years, and they didn't get penalized for it. Their schedule at least has a marquee team in the non-con. I wish, I wish more athletic directors were like Georgia. And, and you look at, like, look at Ohio State, Texas, Alabama. Their non-con moving forward has won, like, oh, my God, that yeah. is the game of the day. Mm-hmm. I remember when, and Nebraska was approached about this, and Nebraska had some interest. They just didn't have any openings. Uh, when uh, Greg McGarrity got to Georgia, their athletic director, he was like, and he took feedback from their fans, the fans wanted to go to places they don't normally go to. Mm-hmm. And they said, we, we are great college football fans. We got a great venue here between the hedges. Why don't we go to places we've never been? And so their athletic director took that and he said, okay, these are the list of places that I think are college football cathedrals yep. that would be cool for our fans and cool for our players to go play in. One of his first calls was to Sean Eichhorst because Georgia fans wanted to play Nebraska. They had enjoyed their interaction at a, at the bowl game, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know what, Georgia at Nebraska, Nebraska at Georgia would be fantastic. And remember, way back in the day, Nebraska was going to play South Carolina. Nebraska would play in the South in a non-con. Yep. So 
their AD got a hold of Eichhorst, and they just they couldn't get dates to match up because Georgia didn't want to schedule something like 15 years down the road. They wanted to schedule something in about a 10-year period yeah. uh, or even shorter. It was like five to seven uh, that they wanted to get something on the books, and Nebraska didn't have open dates. But I do give credit to Eichhorst. He was interested because he saw the value of Georgia playing here. And at the time, Georgia was not the beast that they yeah, are currently. Right. But he saw the value of Georgia playing in Lincoln and Nebraska playing at Georgia, so they couldn't get together. So then the Georgia AD went to plan B, and that was Notre Dame, and they found a home-and-home home with mm-hmm. Notre Dame. And so he continued the process where the fans said, man, I'd like to go out west. And they got UCLA on the books at the Rose Bowl, I think before they played in the playoff game against Oklahoma, where their fans went out to the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. But they've got Florida State. They've got Clemson and they've got Ohio State on their future schedules. I think that's a great way to look at it. Where do your fans want to go? And and hey, and then you get that it, return game at look home. It, look at, hopefully, players that you come to Nebraska for five years, you're going to get to play in every venue in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe that's you know pipe dream because there's 17 different <laughs> venues. Right. But how cool would that be? And then for your fans to be able to go to like the cathedrals of college football, yeah. essentially when you play in one and your fans go there for eight Saturdays a yep. year. I, I love that idea from the Georgia AD, and and I don't know if as many coaches and athletic directors are comfortable around the country doing that. Well, and that's what I, I always appreciate. You, you bring up Georgia, but um, it, you also mentioned like you know Texas. We've seen Alabama. There are, there are programs, and it's not that they've all done this when they've been at the top of their game. I mean, look at when Texas, how they had scheduled, even when they were kind of struggling. Like, they would get that marquee matchup with Ohio State. They would get that marquee matchup now with Alabama. And, you know, that's a program that up until this year had kind of had that narrative of just falling short of the expectations. But I do applaud them for doing that. There's a lot of that type of thinking. And I don't know if it's the same as the Georgia AD of, hey, we want to reward our fans to be able to go to different places. But more than anything, I look at it as what you're creating your brand during the, the, the non-conference part of the season because you have those opportunities to get in the primetime game. You have those opportunities of having all the pregame shows there and hyping up not only that matchup but also your school, the things that your school does, the things that either you're currently doing to be successful or the things that you're currently trying to do to be on the precipice of success. Like all of those things, it's it's... We saw yeah. it when Nebraska played Ohio State. How about this? Where's Iowa fan? Where are you at? So this is the future non-con for Iowa. And granted, they play Iowa State, and they should yep. play Iowa State every year. Illinois State, Iowa State, Troy. FAU, Iowa State, UMass. Northern Illinois, Iowa State, Northern Iowa. Ball State, Iowa State. Western Michigan, Northern Illinois. I think Northern Illinois is the last game that they have on the books, and that is not until 2029. Iowa fans good with that? Sexy. That, that that actually may be, as we talk about, man, let's play marquee games and Oklahomans and the Tennessees mm-hmm. that are on Nebraska's future schedule. Maybe Iowa has the scheduling down pat. That's that's the future schedule. Matt Rule is more attractive to that schedule than the schedule that gives you yeah. Ohio, Tennessee, North Dakota. Mm-hmm. I, I, Based we, on why are we making why are we making college football worse? Why are we not making it better? And then we also have to bring into the equation. I'm I'm Peacock. I'm not I'm not paying a boatload of money or CBS a boatload yeah. of money to get me Iowa and Troy. 
Well, you you brought up the, probably the million dollar question, multi million dollar question, to Sam, and I think that's the question that remains to be seen. But I think it is something that will have an impact. What do the TV partners want to start to nudge? Because I talked about the conference uh, commissioners and the, the conferences trying to maybe be somewhat aligned in how they want to schedule going forward. Because I truly do think that there is going to be peer pressure. I that's that's how I felt. But if the TV partners come in and say, this is what we would like to see, you're at their mercy. Here's uh, Calvin on the stream. Give me a Mac slash Mountain West school, a random Sunbelt slash American Conference USA school, and a Power 4 school every year. So Western Michigan, Nevada, Louisville, and the non-con, just as an example. And then you throw in a... So that's kind of... that. That's a solid Power 4, just a Power 4. I think that's that Calvin's point is probably where Nebraska's future, future schedules are going to go. And I'd love to see that Tennessee series stay on the books. I, I, I would hope too. it will. It's only a couple of years away. We've kicked that down the road so much. Because it was because I, I think originally it got pushed back because Tennessee played Virginia Tech in Bristol at mm. the Speedway. Okay. And so that's why it got pushed that back. And then ago. it got pushed back again. At least you'll have the video game to schedule it. I I want to I want to real quickly go back to Iowa. Where's 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 Scott Frost here? Remember going to play all the old Big Eight schools? See, I like that. I want to see, I want to see more Big Eight teams involved. But that's kind of so like a Iowa conference of it, eight schools it, it, regionally is, based. Is Iowa? I guess you you asked about the comfort level that Iowa has. Are you confident or comfortable with that that matchup alone between Iowa and Iowa State and the rivalry there is going to keep your fans happy? entertained what they're paying for home games is going to keep them fine with that being the the sole power for team that you play every year and there's going to be some years and we've seen it that Iowa State is actually a, a damn good matchup it's a ranked opponent as opposed to other years that they might be a little bit more lean that you're okay with that because there have been years where you could look at Iowa State as far as the product is very similar to a group of five team and there's been other years where it's like okay it's a, a decent top 25 team it's Whoa, to me, to me, Iowa State, a group of five team. Well, at times their product has looked like that. Whoa, Matt Campbell's on line one. <laughs> well, he used to be from a group of five, so it's fine. He understands. Um, I, I, to me, if I'm a fan of of Iowa, and maybe it's be, just because I don't get the rivalry as much. To me, that would be that would get a little bit stagnant. I would I would want at least something else, a little bit more sizzle on top of that game. If you're going to keep that game, that's fine. But I would think maybe every four years you've got to find something else for your fans other than Northern Illinois and Northern Iowa. Until you're penalized, I mean, you do what you do. And that's true, I just think your fans deserve better. College football deserves better. Better matchups. We pay a lot of money in Mm -hmm. football. We pay a lot of money now to watch games that are not in our stadium. Exactly. Streaming services. I mean, it's not just a ticket anymore, too. It's what you're paying to actually access those games on TV. All right. 48 past the hour. Uh, more tweets and emails on uh, this discussion. Uh, plus, we inch closer. We'll uh, give our final thoughts on what happens tonight between UConn and uh, Creighton. 7.30 tip. Uh, we'll have the pre, the play, and the post all right here on the uh, zone or on uh, FS1, if you would rather watch on uh, television. Bill Raftery is in town. Yes. Big game. Raftery is uh, courtside. It's always a big game when Rafferty's there. Uh, 849. It's mornings with Sharp and Handley on 1620 The Zone.